some vehicle manufacturers have different philosophies on do I want to do I want my um, drivers to get in the car and, and not have the energy because they powered their home? Right. It's 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 very much in the up in the air. I've heard some people say it's the wild west, and and we don't exactly know, but the technology is there. It's just whether or not these manufacturers choose to utilize it. This is Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. It is for all EV enthusiasts, whether you are an early adopter and have been driving an EV for years, or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Hello, I'm Brandon Wagner. And I'm Amy Byers, and welcome to Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. So Brandon, it's just me and you today, um, and I'm going to interview you. You're going to be the, the guest, so to speak. I want to talk about two-way charging. Um, recently, we did an interview with two guys that had just received their Ford F-150 Lightnings. And again, we will link that podcast in the show notes for anyone that missed that one. Um, one thing as we were talking to them, first of all, that I was a little surprised to learn was that, you know, we have heard, seen in the advertisements that it would do the two-way charging. You could mm-hmm. power your house mm-hmm. with this. And I was a little surprised to learn that that wasn't just something that was part of the truck. You know, you got to kind of pay extra for that. But we'll we'll circle back around to that um, in a little bit. Bef- before we get to that, though, what kind of put uh, maybe some red flags went off in my mind when we talked about that? was about you know powering your home fully with this um Mm -hmm. with with the ford lightning um i have done many many safety talks over the years where you know one of the topics that's always at the top of the list on my talks is generator safety Mm -hmm. um you know we're very fortunate um, here where we are that that our reliability is great so we don't have power outages that last you know, really hours, mm-hmm. much less days and weeks, but it can happen. Sure. Um, it can definitely happen in some of the rural areas that we that we serve. It can definitely happen when we have terrible ice storms right. or, you know, we are in tornado season. You know, it, it can happen. It, it is, it, it has happened in the past. It will happen in the future. So, you know, I always want to let people know with the generators, you know, make sure you're not turning them on in your house, they're outside of your house, you're mm-hmm. 20 feet away, you know, you're not, um, so you don't want to get that, you know, carbon monoxide poisoning and, mm. and you know, just kind of keep them away from windows and things like that. But another thing that has always been a huge concern for utilities is the people that decide, well, I'm going to power my whole house, which is what we're talking about with the lightning. I'm going to power right. my whole house with this generator. Well, if you have not had that generator hooked up by licensed professional to be able to do that mm-hmm. the potential is there for you to feed back onto our lines you know the lines out on the street the power lines and then you're causing hazards for our linemen i mean if they're going out there and you know our system saying the power's off and they're going to work those lines and then you have this person that just flips that switch and starts powering their whole house with their generator it's not hooked up properly. It's back feeding onto our lines. The lineman's going up there thinking the line is de-energized. Now it is not. Mm-hmm. You know, the possibility, the very real possibility is you've killed that lineman. Uh, I mean, that, or, or, or severely injured him. So, you know, when we're talking about, and, and not only that, you know, when you think about downlines, 
if if you've had a storm, the lines are down on the street, you energize your house, it's not hooked up properly, you're back feeding into that power line that's down on the ground, anybody walking by could be at danger. So with all of that said, mm-hmm. now I want to circle back to this the safety of the two-way charging of the electric vehicles. Okay. So I'm just going to turn yeah. that over to you and you convince me that it's going to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think um, obviously we're talking about con- very complex concepts. We're talking about demand. We're talking about backfeeding an electrical grid. Mm-hmm. These are very difficult things to wrap your head around. We right. do this every day and it's hard enough, right? Right, right. And nobody uh, ever wants to uh, unintentionally injure somebody or, or hurt somebody. Um, I think one thing we're fortunate at MTE is that we have uh, some of the best line crew that uh, are trained well and are always always uh, act as if a, a line is energized regardless, you know, because they know these things right. exist. Right. We actually have... Um, a demo trailer that goes around to different fairs, and I, anybody that hasn't seen that, if, if you are at the uh, fair and, and you have a chance, go check it out. It's I think so we have good. some video of that that we, we can link in the podcast. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's really eye-opening to how, um, I mean, electricity is just a, it's a dangerous thing that we have tamed for our, right. for our you know, to benefit our lives. Um, so going back to the the, the car uh, powering the home, vehicle to home is what it's called, you know, or vehicle to grid. Um, one of the reasons that Ford uses Sunrun for their home integration system is to make sure it's a safe install. So tell me a little bit, who is Sunrun? Sure. So Sunrun is a an integrated partner with Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I found a, a website. They, If you want to use the F-150 Lightning, you have to have a special charger it's a $1,300 charger and then the the home integration system will be installed by Sunrun for about $3,900 mm-hmm. now how long can you power your home right that's what you really want you're going to do all this you need to know how, how long you right. can power your home um, the average electricity usage in America is about 29 kilowatt hours per day and and they they think you can actually charge uh, power your home for three days uh, with your F-150 Lightning, assuming it's fully charged and that sort right, of thing. Right. So there, that's a lot of time you could do this. Now, I think where we are putting more investment into our smart grid, you hear smart grid all the time, right? Well, we we have the ability to hopefully detect backfeeding on our system. We, we've already, we already detect that in different ways now. And so there are ways we can actually... Um, Still, you know, we don't want to rely on any of these one things. We have all of these together to hopefully understand how our system is fed and backfed, whether intentionally or unintentionally. And our smart grid can integrate with some of these systems to isolate faults. But it's it's going to be very important. I think most people are going to want to go ahead and get someone who understands these transfer right. trip switches. That's what that's what we're really talking about is right. a transfer switch that says, okay, I'm not gonna power my house from the grid anymore. I'm gonna transfer it over. And now I've isolated my home mm-hmm. from the grid and I'm powering it as an island in a way. So there's no way for a EV owner, maybe they just got their truck and they, they think they're gonna power their home and they plug it into whatever charger they have, unless it's one of these Special chargers, they're they're not going to be able to do the two-way charging. Not it's not good. that I can. Yeah. I'm you know I, I I know that there's home integration system is what Ford 
tells folks to use. Mm -hmm. and, and, and one of the reasons is because it does make that switch. Now, it's smart enough to know that, oh, my, my uh, power is restored, and it can switch back. Oh, so it's yeah. very smart. You, you know, you're not, not going to have to go do anything. Mm -hmm. It'll do it for you. Um, but you're, without that system, you're not going to be able to power your home from your grid. So to kind of... Um, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to power your home from your car. Oh, that's <laughs> So to, just to kind of tie in, you know, we've talked about the grid resiliency, we've talked about the two-way charging. So mm -hmm. I want to kind of, for our last question, mm -hmm. I want to tie those two together. Sure. And can we talk a little bit about how the two-way charging has the potential to help the grid resiliency, help the de demand charge, help help things um, when demands are high. Right. Yes. Okay. So I like to think of it in steps, right? Our step one is the rate that we talked about. We're mm -hmm. going to try to move as much charging as possible to overnight when our grid demand is very, very low. Mm -hmm. As adoption increases, that, that might actually move that overnight demand up a little bit. And so step two might be more of a managed charging where we... Um, we incentivize folks to participate in a cloud management system. You can still have your car fully charged when you get behind the wheel, but we try to flatten that load in the cloud. All this technology is out there. It's available. It's just not cost effective right now. Right. So, um, so step three would be when we get to a point, and then maybe five years from now, maybe ten years from now, but when we're incurring high demand, and, and maybe we're even asked by TVA, you have to shed some of your load, Instead of having to turn people off, if we can work with our members and incentivize them to power their home from their vehicles, mm -hmm. then we keep everybody's lights on. It keeps our costs down. It, it just increases increases our system load factor, which reduces our reduces our cost, which benefits our entire membership, and it also prevents us from having to build all this extra infrastructure for just that small. Severe weather time that we right. hit every once in a, every five years or something right, like right. that. So I'm going to put you on the spot with this one because I, I I have not asked you that or I didn't prep you for this, so okay. you may not have you may not know. But I know the Ford does the all uh, can can do the two way charging. Are there mm -hmm. other EVs that are doing that now or in production that will do that? I mean, are we just talking about the Lightning? Yeah, today the Lightning in America is the number one right. best case. Um, Tesla has said that within two years they'll have the ability to do it, mm -hmm. but they've also said that they don't want to detract from their user experience as a car. Right. So whether or not they'll do it is in the air. Hyundai is doing this in more like in the European countries. Mm -hmm. um, but there's chargers too. That I've talked to some utilities where there are chargers who uh, can do, this is called vehicle to grid, and they'll have it in their employee parking lot, and, and they can they can do it in the charger. And they say it's not specific to the auto manufacturer, but all of this still has to be determined. The F one fifty Lightning, it's you just know, so new. I mean, it's going to be ever changing. I think. Yeah, and I think some vehicle manufacturers have different philosophies on do I want to do I want my um, drivers to get in the car and, and not have the energy because they powered their home? Right. It's, it's, it's very much in the, up in the air. I've heard some people say it's the Wild West, and, and we don't exactly know, but the technology is there. It's just whether or not these manufacturers choose to utilize it. Yeah. Well, we have talked about a lot today. 
So we will be sure to link. I know we mentioned a couple of other podcasts, the hotline demos. We'll be sure to link all of those in the show notes. So if you want to, uh, if any of our listeners want to revisit that, they can. But um, thank you very much for listening today. For more information on MTEs, Drive EV programs, or the EV Car Club, please visit driveev.com or email us at evcarclub at mte.com. Until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.